Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backyield Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're diving into LAFC's loss in the CONCACAF Champions League final. We're also diving into some of the comments that LAFC's manager Steve Chirundolo made after the game, and then we'll close out the show by talking about some of the changes coming to the CCL, which is no longer called CCL, later on in the episode. So without any further ado, let's get to it and talk soccer. All right, so there's been a whole bunch of CONCACAF Champions League and LAFC news that's come out over the last few days, really over the last week, since the two-leg final started between Leon and LAFC. Leon beat LAFC in Mexico 2-1 in the first leg, that was last Wednesday, and then they came to LA and beat Leon 1-0 at the bank on Sunday. So that's two wins across two legs for Leon. LAFC just managing a single goal in the first leg in stoppage time. It was not a good performance from LAFC. They could have become the second ever MLS team to win the modern iteration of the CONCACAF Champions League. They had the talent to do so. Leon are not really the pride of Mexico right now, while LAFC, on the other hand, are very much the pride of MLS. They could have done it, and they kind of laid an egg, to be honest. A lot of the discussion about this final centered on Steve Chirundolo's decision to change his team shape. So usually LAFC play in this 4-3-3. In this match, he changed it to more of a 3-4-3 that was a 5-2-3 of sorts in defense. The changes certainly didn't work. Like, the team didn't play very well, and it didn't seem to give them much of any tactical advantage in the wide areas with wingbacks overlapping. It didn't seem to give them any additional defensive solidity in the back line either. Instead, it left LAFC exposed. The outside center backs, Aaron Long and Jesus Murillo, in the second leg against Leon, were constantly stepping forward. They were stepping out of position to mark opposing Leon players to the point where it looked intentional. It looked like it was an instruction from Steve Torundolo. But the issue was that left these massive gaps between the middle of LAFC's back line, it was Giorgio Chiellini in this game, and the wingbacks, Palencia on the right and, and Diego Palacios on the left. It left LAFC exposed over and over again, and that's how Leon broke through for their first goal. They had other good chances from that way, or at least other attacking breakthroughs in those gaps throughout the game. The tactical game plan didn't work, and, and the players' execution certainly wasn't right either. It's like they were overconfident because all of a sudden they had this extra center back in the back to play with. And then their overconfidence kicked him. So it, it was a brutal couple of games for LAFC, really. It wasn't near their best. It wasn't just the performance, though, from LAFC that made headlines after this game. It was some interesting big-picture comments from Steve Chirondolo. LAFC manager Chirondolo came out after the game and, and said a couple of different things. The first was complaining about MLS roster rules, basically. So he said, quote, in tournaments like this, if you want to consistently compete in finals and win these you're going to have to rethink your roster rules and regulations, talking about MLS there. You're at a big disadvantage. There's a little more money on that side of the table, and money in this game buys quality. Now, a lot of people took issue with this comment from Chirundolo because it's LAFC. And LAFC, like I said earlier, are the pride of Major League Soccer. They've done a very good job building their roster. They have tons of talent. They were favored against Lyon by many people around the soccer world. They had the ability, absolutely, without a doubt, to get this done against Lyon. It had a lot of things going their direction. So a lot of people bristled at those comments. And I think that's fair, right? If I'm Chirondolo, it's probably not the message that I want to take after a game like this, where you know we had the ability to do it and we just straight up didn't, and it wasn't because of roster rules or this or that. You know, the players on the field just didn't get the job done, and maybe that started in the locker room from Chirondolo's tactical instructions, right? It's maybe not the tone that I want to take. 
The reality is, though, MLS is absolutely still inferior to the top Liga Mekis opponents. Like, Trundolo, despite the timing maybe not being the best, he's absolutely right to point fingers at Major League Soccer. And other folks have done this before, and other folks will do this again until MLS starts to loosen various roster rules and mechanisms to allow their teams to spend without dealing with so many different buckets. But the reality is MLS is stacking the deck against themselves in this competition and and just in general in the soccer discourse for the sake of trying to make their own competition more meaningful, right? So we think specifically about CCL, you know, MLS teams compete and they get there through the Open Cup. They get there through winning trophies in Major League Soccer. MLS teams go and they compete and they generally make it to the semifinal and now maybe even to the final. But MLS teams still have to deal with all of these regulations. They have a salary cap. They have three DP spots, spots, excuse me. They have three U22 initiative slots. They only have so many roster mechanisms that allow them to spend at a high level. The rest, they don't have many resources to allocate. You know, they're forced to allocate big resources into small buckets and then forced to sort of fill in the rest along the way. The reason for that, from an MLS perspective, is they want parity in their own league. And I think there's some wisdom in that, wanting your competition to actually have competition and not just be the Manchester City show or or even the top four in England show or however you want to think about that over in the Premier League, not just wanting it to be the PSG show or the Bayern Munich one, although there was a title race this year from what feels like the first time in a while. They want some parity, and I think that's good. Like Compelling sports leagues often have parity. The challenge of the MLS is they're all the way on the parity side of the spectrum and, and not nearly far enough along on the talent side. It doesn't have to be one or the other, right? You don't have to go full league on and have PSG dominate and dominate headlines over and over again, even though PSG didn't win the league by all that much this year either, but they win it every year. Like you don't, you don't need to have LAFC win the league every single year. You don't need to have Atlanta United win the league every single year, but you also don't need to have nine teams make the playoffs and manufacture this false sense of parity to make everybody feel like they're doing a good job, right? You can split the difference somewhere along the line, infuse a little bit more cash, take a few of the buckets away Maybe there's a little bit less parity. Maybe there's 15, 20, 30, 40, 50% less parity. You're still going to be driving the bus on the parity side of things in, in the soccer world. So Toronto is right, ultimately. Again, maybe the timing isn't right here, but he, he's, he's saying true things in this comment. MLS does have a disadvantage. They force it on themselves. When they start to take some of these rules and regulations away, we're going to start to see MLS teams really go to town in this competition. Not become automatic favorites every time, but we'll see smart MLS teams who do a good job of identifying talent and bringing it into the fold and playing it and meshing it with their other players. We'll see them make progress. And it kind of makes me think of this quote from Garth Lagerway, who said, we're making progress, right? I'm talking about in CCL, but nobody's going to believe it till you win it twice. And then it's not a fluke. And then he added later, it's a really important milestone to win it twice. And LAFC couldn't help MLS do that. And MLS certainly isn't helping themselves do that either. Now, one other note before we close off the show today It's about the CONCACAF Champions League, or should I say, the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which has been renamed by CONCACAF. That came out today, Tuesday, June 6th, as I'm recording right now. They changed the name and some of the branding and some of the color scheme and all that stuff, and some other pretty important details as well. I won't dig into all that stuff today, but the most interesting one, I think, is the money. Forget the name change. The CCC doesn't maybe have the same ring to it as CCL, but... And the CCC is now going to award a $5 million prize to the champion, which is a whole lot bigger than it was before. The previous total pot of money for CCL participants, including the winner, was $1 million, with the champion earning 500000 That's according to John Arnold in his great newsletter, Getting CONCACAFed. Now the winner, all on their own, will get $5 million. 
That is no small amount of cash for the CONCACAF region. Having more money flowing around the game in this part of the world feels like a good thing to me. And I think it's something that MLS teams certainly are going to hunt now with more tenacity than they have before in this competition. We'll certainly have to keep our eyes on how teams across North and Central America react to this change, especially regarding prize money in the CCC, which is going to take some time to get used to the CONCACAF Champions Cup going forward. We'll talk more about that competition, the rebrand, and a whole bunch of other American soccer stuff as the year continues. That's it for this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you enjoyed, you can scroll up or down here in the Backheeled Show feed or go check out backheeled.com and subscribe. In the month of June, for the entire month of June, we're donating every dollar from every new Backheeled subscription along with any dollar from recurring monthly subscriptions to Top Soccer, which is an organization that helps people with diverse abilities have an opportunity to play soccer in a structured, safe, supportive, and fun environment. It's a great organization. I've pumped to be able to donate every dollar from every subscription that comes in in June to Top Soccer. Check out backheel.com for more on that. For now, folks, we'll talk to you again real soon. <laughs>